Hey everyone, welcome back to the Trailblazers Journey podcast with me, your host, Simon Majid, personal transformation and wellbeing coach and speaker. In this episode, I am joined by Sakib Rizwi. Sakib is a meditation coach with training in the Mahayana tradition-based Tibetan meditations from the Tushita Meditation Center in India. I invited Sakib onto the podcast because having meditated with him, I wanted to hear all about his journey. But I also wanted to home in on managing our energy in current times, considering what's going on around us. In addition, though, we ended up delving into all sorts of juicy topics, including the three types of spiritual ego. You'll really want to hear this. Non-attachment in order to stay present and misconceptions around manifestation. I've been getting a lot of questions around manifestation from the students I've been coaching this year and I wanted to get Sarkib's take on this. I personally found this episode to be really soul enriching and healing. Let me know what you think over on Instagram. If you enjoyed the episode guys, I'd love you to go and leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Hi there, hi everyone, and my name is Sakib, and uh, I would introduce myself to you, although uh, I don't believe in introductions that much, because um, there are a few uh, gurus that I follow, and their names are uh, Nisarga Datta Maharaj and Ramana Maharshi. So they always talk about uh, how what we are doesn't matter, because what we are, the way we define ourselves, it's it's a, it's usually the past, right? Yes. I've done this, I've done that, I'm this. It's usually the past. So what we are is right now here in this moment and we are nothing in this moment. It's and like this a- is why I've invited you because these are the conversations I wanted to have. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Right, so, yes, so, yeah. It's like a fresh start in this moment. I love that. I love that. But we are going to talk about what you do, Sarkam. <laughs> yes, I know, and that's why I will introduce myself. So my name is Sarkam Rizvi, and uh, I'm, I'm a teacher and a student, uh, both, uh, you know, exploring meditation, spirituality. And uh, I also work as, so I think you, you must have heard about, and I, I believe you do meditations on Insight Timer. So. Yes. That is the app where I teach usually, and I also do coaching sessions. So these are usually one-on-one coaching sessions or uh, workshops, group sessions, uh, in which I follow an approach which is a meditation-based coaching. So I, I feel that meditation is a very integral part of our healing, of our you know whatever we want to achieve. Uh, so it's kind of a mix of uh, coaching and meditation. So. That's what I'm about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely lovely. And I actually do Sarkib's uh, meditations on Insight Timer and they're just lovely. <laughs> they're just lovely. So um, talk about your own personal journey then and like how you got to where you are now and what you're doing. Hmm. So it was, uh, I'm, I have been uh, doing meditation not for a long time. You know, I've heard people doing meditations for like 20 years, 30 years for their entire lives. I'm very new to meditation relatively. Uh, I think I started meditating about seven years ago. Okay. Although, although I have been doing like spiritual practices in other forms and you can call those meditations, but like proper meditation would be uh, like seven years ago when I went for my first uh, retreat, meditation retreat, and that was transforming. And what happened at that time was that I was working as a, a marketing manager in a smartphone company. Mm-hmm. And it was a very corporate kind of a job mm-hmm. uh, and very stressful for me because mm-hmm. uh, I, so I'm from India originally. And in India, like we have a very uh, stressful work culture because the labor laws are not very strong. And, you know, you end up working for 10 hours, 12 hours a day right. and it's intense. So I developed a lot of stress during that time. And uh, I was thinking that, you know, where is my life heading? Kind of lack of purpose. Mm-hmm. I was feeling that, okay, I'm, I'm 
I'm marketing smartphones, but is that really something that I really want to do or not? Yeah. Uh, so I was going through this and I developed high blood pressure at that oh, time. Wow. So I realized that I cannot do this because mm-hmm. you know, my health is my priority and uh, I have to like know myself also. What, what do I want to do? So I, I traveled to the Himalayas in India. You know, that's the regular story a lot of people do in India. No, traveling. not ones that I've met. <laughs> so yeah, do share. I love uh, this. In India, it's, it's kind of a, a culture. Like if you don't want to be in the cities, just go to the Himalayas. It's oh, like lovely. <laughs> yeah. So I went to the Himalayas and I found a meditation center. It was a Buddhist meditation center. I, I Initially, I did a retreat with them and it was transforming. Like within 10 days, uh, I, I like we were not using any cell phones. It was total silence and meditation. Mm. And I came out of it totally transformed. And I, I so suddenly I found a sense of purpose to do something in life. And you know, maybe do maybe help to raise my consciousness and consciousness of others. And then I, you know, did my meditation teacher training there. So uh, I think I worked with them for about six months. And in six months, my blood pressure was gone. My okay. stress was gone. And it was really transforming. And wow. uh, I, I decided to be a meditation teacher then. So okay. I started doing some workshops, working with a meditation center in Delhi, and then also like starting my work on, uh, you know, a little bit of online meditations. And then yeah. I went side timer and all that. So Lovely. That, that's my journey. <laughs> wow. Amazing. And I'm curious about your journey as well. What's your journey? <laughs> very similar. And very, you know, it's really interesting because, in terms of timing, a lot of people who are who I have on the podcast, there's so many parallels between when our journey started. So I started meditating in 2014 mm-hmm. and I was working in the corporate world for 14 years and mm-hmm. I left the corporate world because for the same reasons as you did. And that's where it all started for me. So yeah and yeah and um my health it was really affecting my health and um, my life I was just questioning the meaning of life and everything so you know very very similar so interesting so what I think many of many of us it is very similar I'm sure that for many of the people who are listening as well it's very similar you know how they came spirituality yeah absolutely so talking of spirituality what does spirituality mean to you um Spirituality, again, I think it's just a label. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I believe that we all are spiritual. You know, yes. it's not something that we acquire. We are like, if we have a spirit, then we are spiritual. It's it's as simple as that. Yes. But, but what I feel is that uh, if, if we talk in terms of like kind of wanting to define spirituality, I would say that if we are more connected to that spirit, then that's when we kind of become more spiritual. Mm. Uh, because what what has happened is that uh, you know uh, I realize that and many of us realize that you know the way the world is uh, conditioned right now and structured right now uh, there is a belief that you know a common belief that we are maybe you know we are just this meatball this uh, you know body of flesh and there is beyond that and we have to just you know uh, consume and uh, we have to just live a kind of a material life and then go away and there is nothing beyond that so that's when we uh, you know kind of get disconnected from our essence which is yes. you know our internal power we think that we are somehow limited we are our lives are just meant to be you know spent in consuming things and you know just spending uh, working nine to six and then dying mm-hmm. so I believe much more than that I believe mm-hmm. that there is you know entire universe inside us that we yet have to explore and the more we explore that you know the more i would say we this the more spiritual we become so that exploration is infinite and uh, i think many people have started doing that exploration so i would say that we are getting more connected to our spirituality that's beautiful and again oh my god synchronicity i wrote a post I was supposed to get it ready for Instagram about the fact that the, there's a universe within us and externally. And the fact that, because this year I've been on a bit of a journey where things have fallen out of alignment and I didn't know what was going on. And it sent me down. And even though I'd been meditating mm. for years, 
Mm. it completely put me into an unconscious state and I couldn't control it Mm. and um you know and I was trying to uh it was all about attachments actually and I was attaching to things work Mm. work related goals Mm. and they just weren't coming Mm. and in the end it was a long painful journey Mm. um it manifested in something completely different and the opportunities that were meant to come were different and they came so easily Mm. and that's why I I think I just it really hit home this week to me that that universe inside of us Mm. is shifting and it's in motion but we have no idea what it's what's going on and and then it recalibrates and then it's like ah okay (laughs) it makes sense now yeah 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 that's right and then there is you know uh there is so much to it right as you said it is very surprising the yeah. things that a lot of us because there is so much there that we can't even begin to imagine you know that how how vast is our this internal universe and how much potential we have yes. inside us can't even fathom. Absolutely. So something I, uh, oh my God, I've literally been looking forward to all day and excited about is you talk about the three types of spiritual ego Mm. and you wrote an article and I saw myself in it. I saw other people in it. And so (laughs) can we share, like share what these are, how they Mm. impact others and how they've impacted you personally? Hmm. Yes, I think, uh, um, that is, this is one of my favorite topics as well. So I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. um, spiritual ego, I feel is that, you know, as, as you talked about spirituality and as we were defining spirituality, there is also a sense of ego that we can develop around it, you know, and the ego would be is that, okay, I am spiritual. This, yeah. this, statement, is, this statement itself is an egotistical statement because what we are saying is that I am somehow better than the other person. Yes. Or somehow the other person is not spiritual and I am spiritual and I am. So what I, what I felt, and before I wrote this article, you know, I had this feeling and I had this sense because I myself in my, and I will talk about this in my journey, I experienced this ego and I didn't realize that I was becoming egotistic. Mm. So uh, I realized that, okay, there is this sense of spirituality, this kind of industry of spirituality also becoming, uh, you know, egotistical and people talking to each other as if not being spiritual is, is a crime, you know, as if, as if someone who is maybe not yet exploring their spirituality, they are bad, but yeah. not the case. you know, I, I realized that we are just at different points in our journey and it is okay to be spiritual and not be spiritual, whatever that means. So what I realized was, and you know, this was again my own journey, and I realized that there are three major, although there might be multiple kinds of spiritual egos, but I realized that there are three major kind of spiritual egos. So first one, I call it a uh, uh, spiritual ego of the novice. Now, what does that mean is that um, when we begin uh, exploring spirituality, yes. This, uh, we start reading about it or maybe, you know, we start reading books or we start meditating or, or doing something. The, it, that is the time when we feel that somehow we are different from, we are becoming different from others yeah. and others also need to do what we are doing. Yeah. So just to give you a very personal example. Um, so I uh, come, I, I, I believe you also come from the, from a religion, uh, you know, which we, which is called Islam. And mm-hmm. I, I would, into Islam and Islamic practices, but then I made a personal choice of not practicing Islam and, mm. you know, doing my own self inquiry. So at that time I was like, you know, my, all my friends were Muslims and mm. I was like, you need to, you know, study spirituality. And I would debate them and I would fight with them that, you know, how spirituality is better than religion. Yes. But that was my ego. You know, that was my uh, spiritual ego of being a novice. I realized that I don't have to do that. I realized that I, I, there is no responsibility on my, nobody has given me that responsibility that I have to transform others. No. I realized that, uh, uh, that everyone has their own journey. And my friend who, who is practicing religion, they will, it's their own personal journey. So they will, if they have to become, or if they have to practice spirituality, 
they will do it in their own time i don't have to push them to do that yeah so that was my you know spiritual ego of the novice and when we start getting into this area of spirituality we tend to get this ego that you know somehow i am different and i need to change others as well i think also the there's also this uh, this uh feeling that you found the holy grail and that's it now you're sorted because yeah. <laughs> i see it quite i i think now i'm more of an observer because i've made my own mistakes maybe mm. and i'm more of an observer and i'm watching uh how others who who are new to spirituality mm. i see it and it's like it's like you found this pot of gold mm. and it's like that's it now and it doesn't <laughs> quite work like that it doesn't quite yeah. work like that so yeah continue Saka, with the other ones so uh, the next one was uh, so the first one is spiritual ego of the novice the second one was the spiritual ego of the member so i think this is the stage where we start <clears throat> uh forming a community you know joining mm. in, in the practice that we are doing and that's wonderful you know community is important yeah i think that community supports us and that's beautiful but what starts happening again is that we start segregating those groups and you know again that kind of uh, uh borders come into picture and again that kind of uh racism comes into picture where we are like okay my spiritual community is better than your spiritual community mm. or you know um, my practice is better than your practice mm. it's like kind of a comparison and you know i follow this uh, teacher so my practice is better you follow that teacher you got it's like again we are what we are doing is although we want to be spiritual but again we are kind of forming a religion where we are dividing it into groups yeah and separating ourselves yeah yeah so again that's like a ego of you know that's like a community ego or a group ego that comes in and i've seen that you know i have seen i don't want to name any specific group but i have seen a lot of cults and groups which even have uniforms you know they have a uh, membership and they have their members are as if they are something better than others so mm. i think this was something which i again because i also was a part of such a community and i realized that how you know that community was again you know that was a community ego that was being developed yeah there. yeah and it's almost like cults isn't it yeah yeah have yeah. have you experienced anything similar i haven't to be honest um mm-hmm. i think um i i i'm the opposite i feel like i've always felt very separate in the world Wonderful. so i i think um I think I've always even as a youngster I've been someone that's kind of floated in into different groups and that's why if you even look at the guests on my podcast it's very diverse mm. and I think that's cuz I'm kind of a bit of a weaver and a floater and I don't feel like I belong in any group so I but the thing is that poses its own challenges because yes, uh, yes. it can be very lonely and isolating Yes, uh, yes until until and that's where spirituality has been such a saving grace in the sense that you then know that you're there's something bigger than yourself mm. and it gives you a it gives you a faith in that so i think yeah. then that isolation it helps combat that mm. isolation but no i haven't ever I haven't ever experienced but i i have friends and i know and i've watched mm-hmm. plenty of documentaries <laughs> so i i know how this i know how it how it works and and that's wonderful i would say that you know this spirituality is personal so i think what you're doing is wonderful but you know there there are times in our life when we might you know get into such communities or mm. you know when we might be approached by such communities and that is also good in a sense but i think what we just have to be careful of is that not again kind of forming another religion where we are you know getting yeah. into that uh community thing absolutely absolutely and it's a learning curve i think i think that i always feel like you kind of go from conscious to unconscious states constantly absolutely. and then you're constantly learning the lessons from mm. that unconscious state absolutely and you know and yeah yeah it's so subtle the ego is so subtle that yes you will realize that it's there yes yeah yeah so what's the final one the final one is a spiritual ego of the guru okay <laughs> uh, 
and uh, i think this is very relevant to uh, people like us who are uh, influencing others in this area yes uh, and i think this is very important because it it happens where uh, you know we get this ego of uh, okay i am the one who is you know the one and transforming yeah, the savior yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 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 messiah the prophet whatever you want <laughs> yeah and and uh, uh, i realized although you know it has not been that for me yet because maybe i'm not there yet uh, uh, and you know but i have sensed you know at times my my ego speaking to me that okay you can become this or you can become that that's again this ego that's coming up and uh, you know uh, the the focus here is again on myself rather than being one with everyone yeah what i think that it is not about the messenger it is about the message yes the, the message is important more than the messenger you know the messenger is just a channel uh, you and i we are just channels through which the universe is sending that message to everyone and many of such influencers they are just channels but when we start feeling that okay you know i am something great or i uh, you know i have this followership or and we, you, you see how that is happening today you know it's very prevalent today. yeah i think it is i think it's impacted a lot of us as well because i think people like myself who mm. um who i don't want it to be about me yeah. I, it is about me it is about me because i think when you're Uh, building something building a brand or whatever it's you've got to be the you know if you it's like you you're you're the face of it and it's got there's got to be an element of that but mm. I, you know when you're a coach you want to be in the background you want to it's your client that you want to push forward yeah and yeah. but then the thing is in in the world that we live in and where especially like social media i guess i'm talking about where you're witnessing Hmm. you know this growth that people are having and and that and that that kind of mentality where it's like look at me it does hmm. affect all of us at some but well, i don't know it, if it affects you but fact it has affected me it does it does and especially with this social media thing you know hmm. that okay uh, the, the kind of judgment we make is higher the number of followers that means better the uh, better the coach or better the guru yes. but i think that's not the case because i have personally worked with uh, you know some teachers and one of those teachers uh, again i would not name anyone yes. but one of those are uh, was someone who had a lot of followership and you know who had this huge following very renowned person and then i have also worked with uh, a guru who was someone not very known someone who lived in the mountains in india uh, you know very silent life nobody knew that person what i realized that that guru was much better than the guru who had this huge followership so it's not about you know what's your followership it's not about how popular you are as a teacher or as as someone it's about the message that you are sending you know how how deep yes. is your message how uh, how much connected you are to that in fact how less ego you have the more ego we have around being someone i think the less i would say the less spiritual we are in that case yeah absolutely but how do you navigate that so like when you feel like mm. you're trying to share this message but because you've got this tiny little following mm. you're like oh no one's even hearing it cuz you know and xyz they've got big followers so their message is getting heard how mm. do you navigate that how do you navigate that um uh, i kind of surrender to the universe so mm. you know i would i what i would focus on is the quality of the message rather than how many people i'm reaching yes. or what is my followership so for example there can be two approaches that i can make i can i can see i can either say a very you know kind of a, for example if i'm doing a workshop or a session i can choose a topic which is like very popular and which people want to hear and in that case what i'm focused on is okay you know i want my reach to be higher i want i will take this popular topic and i will say things that will reach more people now yes. the intention is to again build that followership but when you are maybe even saying unpopular things when you are you know when you are deep connected with that message when you let go of this 
desire to connect to more people or this desire to you know say something which others want to listen to then that message naturally flows through you and you might end up saying something unpopular that might not be popular with others but it is true you know it is the message of the universe so i think what i do personally is again before every session or every any live session that i do on insight timer or you know any meditation or any workshop that i do i would tell myself okay it is not about me you know it's uh, the again that same message that the messenger is not important the message is important so i would tell you know my the universe that i connect with that work through me and you yes. know like I, i i should be i should take myself aside and let the universe channel that message through me to the audience i love that that is so beautiful that's so beautiful and you know i was telling you earlier about my own journey this year i feel like my ego has been knocked left right and center and i'm i'm now come at that point where i've surrendered and mm. it's like just surrendered but i've i've been battered and bruised you know before i got to that point and I, but the learning and and so i completely relate to what you're saying now I completely feel it because i'm at the same point yeah and it is true for all of us like it's a trap right sometimes yes. even I, but again we have to remind ourselves that and the more we i i realize that the more we surrender you know the more we stop worrying about how will i look in front of others yes. more relaxing it is you are then not you're just kind of relaxed and you know you are letting the universe to say then you are not worried about what people will think about you 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 just let the message flow through you whatever that message might be i love that i love that so another hot topic mm-hmm. manifestation i wish mm-hmm. i could destroy that word sometimes <laughs> yeah. so i've i've been noticing that it's like become so popular i mean it's over over quite a long time now but i'm now hearing a lot of younger the younger generations like you know some of the university students that i coach are asking me about manifestation yeah and i it's a tricky one to answer so, so i'm going to ask you to answer it what do you think the biggest misconceptions about manifestation are hmm that's a very good question because i think there are a lot of uh, misconceptions when manifestation is considered the first one i think is uh, again you know my uh, i have a journey through ma- with manifestation as well and i yeah. there was a point of time when i was reading all available books on manifestation yes. and doing all those practices visualizations affirmations and everything yes but eventually i realized that the first of all and you're talking about the misconceptions i i feel that the first misconception is that that it is about a thing you know we we think that okay i want this we have this desire i want this money or i want this person as my partner or i want this house i realize that it is not about any particular thing it is about the feeling mm. that we from that thing so if we ask ourselves okay i i want money but why do i want that money you know that's the question what is the feeling that i want to have mm-hmm. and then when we focus on the feeling uh we the feeling would be okay maybe i want money because i want security comfort happiness but then we see that it's not the money that will give me that i can generate that myself so a person who has for example who has you know 10 million dollars in 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 the bank account or the other person who has 10000 dollars in their bank account the person who has 10000 10000 dollars can feel more happy feel more content than a person who has 10 million dollars mm-hmm. so what's the point of having 10 million dollars if we can't feel secure and be happy right so manifestation is not about any particular thing that we want to manifest it's about the feeling that we want to generate inside ourselves that was my first realization yeah what about someone say who's in debt so again debt you know that that's a tricky one absolutely yeah <laughs> so debt we we definitely want to uh, overcome our debt but again there will be people who have debt you know let's say someone has a million dollars debt now there can be two kinds of people who can respond to that kind of a debt one person can be very anxious about it mm-hmm. 
the other person can be totally at peace about it mm. so let me give you an example here uh, i was in debt you know at at certain point of time in my life yes and i kept kind of blaming and shaming myself for it i i thought that oh my god i am not able to return this money to this person you know and i should do that and i am in debt now that is my anxious self but then there came a point of time when i realized that oh my god i have helped this person in other ways you know if this person has given me uh, money why am i making it so transactional i i got the opportunity to help that person and to raise the consciousness of that person and that person was thankful for that so right. again you know we can either keep shaming ourselves for debt or we can see that how maybe if we are not able to pay someone the money back how we can help them in other ways maybe raise their consciousness or transform their life or heal their trauma yeah that's really interesting because i think as um especially as i think uh south asian women um we haven't been trained to receive very well you know it, it's not a south asian actually i think is universal but it's very much about giving mm. giving easily giving but you're not able to and i think that what you've just said is that okay that person helped me and this can be in lots of different contexts but yeah. may, but they're helping me maybe because because i've actually because they say there's always a 50 50 exchange in energy mm. Mm. Right. right i've heard that's a universal law i don't know i've heard that there's always in any relationship yes so it might Because, not be money or it could be something else but there's always yeah, 50 and, and even if it is not something else just just think about this someone is giving you money and they got the opportunity to give just because of you mm right if if you were not receiving that then how would they have got the opportunity to become a giver how would they they have felt good about it they would not have got the opportunity to feel good about it yes so you are giving them an opportunity to feel good about giving yes yes right so it's already an exchange even if you don't pay back anything yeah so then we at a deeper level we realize that actually there is no debt actually nobody does any uh you know kind of uh, nobody is responsible towards anybody in in that sense all it's always about an exchange if a person is giving they are giving because at a deeper level they want to give they want to become a giver giver and you are giving them that opportunity to become that giver mm, yeah so you know all, all this is all this is spiritual talk around manifestation but to be very practical about how uh, again we can manifest again i feel that manifestation and if we and it's okay to you know think about wanting to manifest a million dollars or 2 million dollars or 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 a relationship or something but what i realized is that it is not about the thinking part of it it is more about the feeling part of it mm. so again we have this misconception that and you know i understand that you know there are wonderful books like the secret and you know uh, abraham hicks and uh, yes. and books and you know they talk about affirmations and visualizations yes but what i felt that the most important part of it is feeling it inside yes. rather than thinking about it so for example if if i am saying that okay uh, you know i uh, i'm making i'm doing these affirmations that i am a billionaire i am a millionaire i am you know i am this i am that i am doing all these affirmations and visualizations but if if i am not feeling that way if i am not feeling abundant if 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 you know if you if my subconscious mind is telling me no you are not you know no you are not a billionaire then that's a state of contradiction so yeah, resistance be, yeah so it's a state of contradiction that i am thinking that but i am not feeling that so right? how do you get to that feeling then so to get to that feeling uh we involve the lower chakras of our body mm-hmm. and especially the heart chakra of our body mm. so, so if we are thinking about it if we are doing the visualization practice affirmation practice it's wonderful but the most important part of it is to you know maybe place your hand on your heart or to place your awareness on your heart and to or to breathe in and out of your heart and to feel that in your body to feel abundant Yes. Yeah. 
to feel love to feel yeah. that energy the more we feel so you know uh, in science there is this equation e is equal to mc square mm. that was given to us by albert einstein so what i feel is that and and that means that energy changes into mass energy changes into matter energy and matter are very directly related to each other and it's like this direct relation of this direct formula of manifestation yes the energy that we hold inside ourselves that manifests into physical matter in the outer world mm. so what energy we are holding is it energy of love abundance or is it energy of lack and you know fear what is the energy that we are holding inside us i love that so it's it's going from very cognitive thinking yeah to actually feeling in the body so yeah. letting go letting go because you could yeah. you could be thinking but still holding tight in your body yes. yes you know and i think it's about relaxing yes and feeling that abundance and love and yes. i'm glad you mentioned that I, i i'm glad you mentioned letting go and holding tightly to it because another aspect of it is surrender yes if if i'm saying that you know uh, okay i want this these million dollars by the end of this week and i want it anyhow and i want 1 million dollars not any amount less than that yes so <laughs> what i'm doing is i am trying to attach i'm attaching too much to i'm holding on to it too tightly yes and when that doesn't happen we you know all those fears are generated inside us and again because it is about energy that fear gets manifested and we don't get that money mm. so a very important aspect of manifestation is to surrender you set your intention uh, you know okay i want this amount or i want a partner or i want a house or whatever that is you you feel that abundance inside yourself you feel that love inside yourself and most importantly you surrender to the universe Mm, you surrender yes. to the universe and let the universe manifest it to you you can say something like you know uh i surrender to you and i trust you and i place my trust in you because ultimately it's it's the universe that will bring it into your manifestation and if we are trying to control it too much then we end up kind of becoming dis- disappointed at the end of it so surrendering and trusting the universe and telling the universe i know that whatever is right for me you will bring that to me you know yes. so then i'm not kind of focused on one person because sometimes what happens saima is that we are very much focused on one particular thing so yes. you know for example if i want i want to go into a relationship i am very much focused on that person i want yes. that person i want that person but then again we ask ourselves it is not the person that we want it is a it is the feeling of yes. love we have right yes and then it's important for me to let the universe decide who is that person for me rather than yes. me focused on that one person maybe yes. there is someone else you know and that someone else can be better for me yeah so i think that surrender is again very much important and trust 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 mm-hmm. in in the universe so yes. yeah brilliant so let's talk about uh presence and non-attachment because mm. which we have been obviously talking about we're living mm. in really difficult and divided times mm. and you know it's probably a lot easier to be present and non-attached if you're living somewhere serene and beautiful but for those mm. of us who are living in urban like metropolises Mm. maybe you know can't afford the luxury of upping sticks and leaving or you know we have commitments mm. how can how can we or people remain present in a current climate hmm that, that again very good question because you know that's that's the tricky one where mm. you know it's easy to go on a retreat and be calm 100% uh, to stay at our home and you know be calm because we are so much attached to especially our devices and uh our relationships these days so yes what i feel is that especially when we talk about technology we can use the technology itself to become aware we can we can practice a sense of awareness so for example what i would do is uh you know i know that sometimes i'm very attached to my phone because yes. everything is on the phone you know means inside timer instagram and facebook and youtube yeah. and all but what i would do is i would set up three or four reminders 
in my phone and when those reminders would go off i would leave my phone and practice presence and awareness i would decide okay for the next 10 minutes or 15 minutes or so i will just be be present so we can use technology itself to become more present yeah in a, in our environment now as far as non attachment is concerned now there is a there is a you know there is a, again there is a tricky side to it there is the tricky side is that when we become aware when we become uh, mindful uh, you know although we can do that and it is easy to become aware it is e- easy to set those reminders uh, there is so much of you know uh, talk about mindfulness these days there is this yeah. entire industry of mindfulness that's not the problem the problem is the pain that happens in our body the pain we experience in our bodies when we come to the present moment that is the problem because why we don't want to be mindful is there is a reason behind it the reason is that when we leave our phone you know when we kind of shut down our phone and when we sit in silence by ourselves we experience pain in that moment Mm, because we're running away yeah mm. yeah because because many of us and i think most of us especially today you know with what is happening right now with covid and yeah. what has happened in our lives there is you know a a lot of repressed there are a lot of repressed emotions in our yes. body there is trauma in our body uh, bodies i think most of us you know mm. we have that so when we sit in the present moment we we experience fear uh we experience restlessness we experience mm-hmm. pain but those emotions come up inside us maybe we start thinking about our past relationship or we start thinking about that separation divorce or you know childhood trauma or whatever that is and then we want to run away from it yes we don't want to face that it's painful so what we will do is we'll again reach out for our phone yeah. or you know, go and eat something or yeah. we will start talking to someone now what we have to understand here is if we don't feel it we won't heal it yeah yeah absolutely right so we have to go through this short term pain and challenge we have to go through it so that we can heal it so when i'm sitting by myself in my alone time i know there will be a lot of fears that will come up i know that there will be a lot of pain that will come up yeah but i have to feel that and i have to go through that so that i can so that i can release that and so that i can heal myself and there will come a point of time in my life when i will be able to then when i'm healed i will be able to sit with myself and just enjoy myself and be mindful myself so do you myself. think it's possible to be healed completely absolutely oh yay <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that day. <laughs> But again it it is a challenging journey you know it is yeah, it is where yeah. we have to go initially <laughs> for that short term we have to go through that pain we have to feel it we have to even maybe cry at times and release it yeah do it because by crying we and by releasing we, we by crying we release that pain absolutely we're purging yeah 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 we're, But if we are trying to just keep ourselves busy with other stuff we are just repressing that pain absolutely that body and you know there comes a point of time where it becomes you know it comes to a tipping point where you know we feel that intense stress and anxiety yeah. so before that happens we have to heal whatever is stored in our body that those fears those pain and trauma yeah absolutely so did we did we cover non attachment <laughs> so non attachment okay so can can you give me a context what are you what is the context of presence and non attachment so i think attaching to uh, so we've talked about attaching to the phone hmm. but attachment hmm. could be uh attaching to um an idea of yourself mm-hmm. so an e- egotistical idea of who you want to be in the world and i attaching could be um attaching to a relationship it could be attaching to money it could be attaching to anything so mm. yeah yeah that's yeah. what because when we attach mm. when we're attached to things and then they don't work out in the way we want them we suffer yeah exactly and and that attachment that you're talking about 
that is because we are trying to find things outside of ourselves to to fill that vacuum yes uh, that emptiness inside ourselves yes. that is why we are getting attached so yeah. i think very common attachment that we experience is uh, in our relationships as you said you know our partner yeah. or when we find ourselves clinging to that person that's because what i'm telling myself is i cannot give love to myself and that's why i'm seeking that love from the other yes. person and i'm i'm you know what happens then is i'm depending on that person so the mood of my partner is affecting my mood so when my partner would be happy and you know uh, loving me i am happy but when my partner is angry or sad then i become angry and sad so it's like the remote control of you know my mood is in my partner's hand yes and again you know then you know there is this reality buddha talked about impermanence that how everything is impermanent yeah everything in the external world that we have that has to go someday you know be it our partner be it our mm. money or you know any of material attachments or anything so if every and if everything is impermanent everything has to go one day or everything has to change one day then the question is why are we kind of attaching ourselves to that external thing and that's why we suffer because yes. today my partner is uh, you know my partner is loving me but then tomorrow the behavior of my partner changes because of impermanence yes. and my partner doesn't love me and then i'm suffering yes so what what then we have to do is we have to not run away from ourselves again that comes to the same thing yeah. we don't have to run away from ourselves and look for that love or happiness outside we have to find it inside ourselves yeah we have to become whole and complete in ourselves so that we can give that love and happiness to ourselves yes it's like uh, it's like you know uh, an analogy that comes to my mind is in a relationship especially you know uh, two people they go into a relationship and these two people are like empty cups mm. and each of them wants the other person to pour in their cup mm. right but yeah. nobody has that love to give to each other each of one each one of us are wanting that but the idea of uh, non attachment is to fill our own cups the idea of non attachment is to to experience that wholeness so much that we then just want to when we go into a relationship rather than needing something we just want to share from our overflow yes. pour into the others cup we want to we are feeling so much of love and joy and happiness by ourselves that then we just want to give to others rather than needing it from others yeah i love that i love that so you know talking of energy if for those who are finding that the energy is low because i'm hearing a lot about a lot you know and i can relate to it i think you know i think um sometimes energy i don't even feel like my energy is low because something's happened i i almost feel like there's a universal something universal like you're absorbing i don't know if that's true but mm -hmm. if you how can how can we shift our energy and the other question is mm. does our energy shift due to, due to the things that we do mm -hmm. or do the things we do shift our energy hmm. so when you when you talk about energy so are you talking in terms of uh, physical energy like feeling yes. that in the body yeah so like you know um i i've experienced it since this pandemic maybe not last year hmm. definitely this year because i feel like what's going on in the outside world the chaos that we're in lockdown no we're not in lockdown where you can see people no you can't see people and mm. i feel and i've spoken to a few people and i think we're feeling it in ourselves that up and down up and down mm. and uh, in fact i had a meeting today and they and and you know the person that I had the meeting was saying exactly the same like mm. just managing your own energy mm. has been tough mm. Mm. well okay so what i feel is uh, you know and and that's interesting that you brought up this because uh, it happened with me as well there was a point of time in my life where i was feeling this low of energy but uh, i don't know if this is universally true and i feel this is universally true mm. but what i feel is that our connection to our intuition is directly proportional to our energy right 
our connection to our soul you know in in other words if you if you believe in soul if you don't believe in soul that's like it's okay you you can you can call it intuition you can call it anything but the more we are connected to this uh you know soul or consciousness or intuition of ours yes uh, the more energetic we feel now if you look at a child yes right you will see that the a child is full of energy a yes. child is running here and there a child is like throwing things here and there breaking things and you know uh, yes. spilling the milk all over the place and shouting and jumping why is that that's the question what happened to us over the years yeah that we lost that energy yes and it has to do more with our own disconnection from this child like nature of ours this right. intuition of ours and uh, you know uh, when we for example uh, someone and i think you have also experienced that as and i have also experienced this that uh, you know when when i was working in my uh, corporate job i used to uh, be at my desk and uh, uh, you know it was a 9 to 6 job and my i would be like this you know half of the time <laughs> yeah 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 the reason was i was not passionate about it i was yeah. i was not connect my it was not soul nurturing for me i was not connected to it would i was not connected to my soul at that time my intuition at that time so i it was draining me the more we kind of stay stuck in our bodies and disconnected from our soul we it drains us mm. but now when i do work or now when i am you know talking or now when i am working in this because now i do what i love to do yes i i feel that shift in energy i feel that passion i feel that drive to you know wake up in the morning and move around and and do things mm. so for me the more we are connected to our intuition our soul the more we have that passion that drive to to express our soul and that doesn't necessarily have to be about work it can be about anything it can be about dance yes it can be about singing it can be about about just traveling to a place you love to travel but i feel the more we nurture our soul the more we connect to that yearning of the soul to express itself in the world that's when we feel more energetic i love that so it's irrespective of what's going on outside of you that that has an effect for sure i'm not saying that that doesn't have an effect so for example let's say um if we have for example if we have trauma in our body yes right so if the, if there if there are a lot of uh, trapped emotions in their body if there is a lot of trauma if uh, you know for example if you see people who experience depression they 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 can't even get out of their bed they don't have the energy to get out of their bed in the morning the reason is that the, again this trauma is kind of this negative energy which is putting us down and which is you know uh making us stay in the bed yes so it's also important to work on on our trauma and what i what i feel is when we heal ourselves totally when we heal this trauma of ours we start feeling that change in the in the, in the energy i love that i love that <laughs> thank <laughs> you uh thank you sakif so how what what have the have, what have been the biggest challenges you've faced in your journey hmm it's definitely fear i would say that is the biggest challenge um fear of- i would i would say fear of anything i would say it is the inner critic all right okay i would say it is the uh, you know uh, the issue with self worth it is it right. is the it is the i also call the inner critic the inner parent because there is this voice inside our head that kind of puts us down that kind of shames us blames us and tells us that you know you are i am not worthy enough or i am limited and i feel that it is that voice that has to that has to be overcome mm. uh, because again this relates to our traumas because let's say if i you know if i and because my childhood was like that a little bit in that sense you know where i experienced certain abuse and i experienced certain abandonment so when we experience abuse abandonment these things or you know when somebody is controlling us in in that sense then we have these voices in our head and we carry this inner critic inside us inner parent in our inside us for our lives 
where today we will feel that okay you know i am not worthy enough or today that voice will tell us that oh you cannot do this or you know you are pathetic or you are this mm. i think this is this inner critic that was the most challenging part for me to overcome still yeah. i am working with that yeah. and you know i i feel that the more i am able to overcome that the more i am able to heal my inner child issues and you know yeah. heal my heal my traumas uh the more self worth i feel the more whole and complete i feel the more i realize that this inner critic which has been blaming me shaming me putting me down and telling me that i am not important enough or worthy enough it's false yes and now i you know uh now to to, to a great extent now i start connecting to my worth and feeling that i have that infinite potential within me so it is these voices in the head that i think are are the most challenging thing i'm i'm curious to know what is uh, what is it for you i think for for me i think particularly this year the challenge has been um this year again it, i think um having an idea so attaching to ego having this idea of how you want your life to be um mm. and you kind of map it all out in your mind and of course it's not aligned you know mm. but you're not you don't realize that because it's not really aligned to the truth of you who you are because it's coming from ego mm. so it's coming from greed maybe mm. and uh and i think that's probably influenced probably by social media and things like that yeah. so i think yeah. for me um when we talk about healing i mean i feel like i've healed something a different aspect of my being every mm. year like something different so mm. last year it was identity issues you know mm. like uh being uh what we call a third culture kid you know when you're born in one land and your parents are from another and where you don't quite feel like you you belong anywhere so then the year before it might have been something else this year has definitely been ego and i feel mm. like every year i'm battling something else and almost shifting and mm. clearing mm. and i think so i think that's been my latest is attaching to rather than actually um doing work that is aligned to the deep truth of who i am mm. so that's okay. really been the challenge this year for me right yeah. right wonderful and i think this is i think very similar for most of us because you know we we don't realize our potential yes. uh, when we feel limited and i think that's the biggest challenge in this in this journey for most of us yeah absolutely and i think that's it when you tap in um what manifests is greater than what you'd imagined in the first place so, you know and right. you think you think if i get this then i'm sorted but then actually <laughs> what manifests is so much richer yeah Yeah. and i think that's that's been a learning curve for me this year so yeah. and yeah. also um ego in the sense of that's it now i've i've made it i i mm. did this i got this result and i've made it no <laughs> you haven't made it at all <laughs> and i'm being entirely honest in this podcast like i i just like yeah i am completely honest but you know yeah. your ego can take can take over where you're like mm. you know I um I'm fabulous I'm great and I've done this because I'm so great no you're not actually <laughs> no one so we we we're all great but we're at the same time no what we're not you know so I mm. think there's mm. um so I think there's been an aspect of that this mm. year for me so that's been the challenge this year wonderful and I think uh, uh the way you have mentioned it you know every year it's different I think this is so true uh because every time we come up with a new challenge you know yes. we we feel that we have healed ourselves and this is sorted yes. but then something else comes up uh for for me also i think it's it has been like a, the journey has been like a sine wave where yes. you know one point of time i'm feeling oh my god i'm feeling this power i'm spiritual i'm this and that <laughs> and you know after a few months i'm like in that down mode where <laughs> i'm feeling so much fear and i'm like oh my god yeah. do i even deserve to be a meditation coach i don't think so yes. <laughs> feeling, feeling this fear and then I, i'm back again on that top yeah. so so it's an on and off journey for and it's it's, it's the truth of life it, it is it is never constant 
No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. And I think it's important to have these conversations and share this because I think a lot of people feel this, but I think often when you're in that fear, um, fear fear-based thinking, Mm. it's tough. You know, it's Mm. tough to share. There can be shame. There can be all sorts of things that come up. And I think that's why it's really important that we, you know, because there can be this, like you said, do I deserve to be a meditation coach? Well, you're still here. You're still doing it. So you do deserve it. But I think it's coming back to um, the essence of who we are, why we're doing it. And I think what happens is when we, when you, if you do fall into that trap of getting influenced and losing that conscious state, Mm -hmm. then sometimes you stop doing it for the right reason. You're not doing it for the right reasons. And when you realign, then you're like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. And, and, and most importantly, realizing that, we are also human beings at the end yes. of the day. As I, I think as I, this is very much related to what we talked about, the spiritual ego of the guru. Yes. You know, because if we are trying to portray that, oh, I am perfect, I am sorted, I have figured it out, you know, I have, I, I am perfect. That is just untrue. Nobody can be that, you know. We, no. again, at the end of the day, we all are human beings and we all are supposed to experience fears and pain and those ups and downs in life. And that is okay. You know, that's absolutely okay. Yeah. And uh, we, what we can do is we can, from those, in fact, when we do experience those fears and when we overcome that, we can share it with others and tell others how to do it. So it's not about becoming perfect and not experiencing any form of pain or fear, but it is about how we go through that. that. That's what matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's it. When you do come through, then you've just got a little bit more wisdom to share. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so um, so what would you say to someone who might be suffering deeply right now, Sag? I would say that, uh, remember that, remember the law of nature that is impermanence. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing is permanent. You know, this, this suffering is something which is impermanent. It will transform. Uh, each one of us suffering is the nature of I think the the first realization when Buddha achieved enlightenment is was that suffering is reality suffering is there every human being suffers so first of all we have to realize that I'm not alone in this Mm. if I'm if I'm suffering there are many many others you know who are suffering as well so and what again then we have to realize that this is impermanent and I can transform it Mm-hmm. I have we have to realize that I have the power within me to to change that and you know to to work on that and then making the intention of transforming that going through those healing processes whatever that is for you you know through meditation through uh you know through your therapy or whatever that is coaching whatever that is but each one of us has that power to transform that suffering. Suffering suffering is never permanent. So when we know that, then we feel good that, okay, you know, this is just a temporary situation that I am in and I can transform this. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. I knew it was going to be amazing. And it was. My, my, <laughs> pleasure. my pleasure. Yeah. And so so wonderful questions. I think I... I totally enjoyed it because your your questions were so wonderful. And I think this was something I really wanted to express. And yes. you, you were right on point with those oh, questions. Oh, amazing. Amazing. I like getting to the juicy, you know, right to the, <laughs> to the juice of it. So I'm really glad. So how can people find you then, Sarkip? And how can people work with you? Okay, so uh, most of the work I do is, is through Insight Timer. Yes. So what you can do is uh, they can go to my profile uh, on Insight Timer. They can which is download, an app. Which is an app. So they can download this app from, you know, uh, their Android store or their iPhone store. Uh, they can go on that. They will. They can type in my name, which is Sakhav Rizvi. Mm-hmm. And they will find my profile. So in that profile, I have multiple offerings. So there are free meditations. There are free talks. There are... Uh, there are one-on-one coaching sessions, there are workshops, uh, courses, a lot of stuff. So everything is there. So yeah. Insight Timer, Sake Brisby, that's where Amazing. they can. Amazing. Or, or they can also visit my website, which is uh, www.sakebrisby.com. 
Lovely. And I'll put all that in the show notes as well. So people have a direct link, but yeah, you must check Sarkib's um, uh, meditations out because they're brilliant. They're really brilliant. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Totally enjoyed it. Thank you. And it was lovely meeting you. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate and review. And to keep up to date with all of our latest news, follow our page, The Trailblazers Journey on Instagram. Until next time.